Happy Sunday, my lovely congregation, and welcome back to Pussy Church. I'm Laura, an erotica writer and the creator of Tales of Laura, which you can find at talesoflaura.com and at Tales of Laura on Instagram. And today we are back with the rise of the social media porn site OnlyFans and the weirdest erotic fan fiction out there. Every week on the show, we'll sing the gospel, which is all about sex news. We'll worship an erotic artist and we'll hear some confessions, really questions and sex stories from you guys. Let's dive in. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pussy Church. Happy Sunday. Oh, happy Sunday. <laughs> Who am I here with? Mona de Baker. The boner maker is back in the house. Yes. In you're, the house of worship. I am. You're back in uh, in the States. I am. <laughs> back in the house of the United States. Um, yes, I am. I'm back here. It's it's good. Yeah. Sun's shining. World's ending. <laughs> yeah. It's it extra seems like beyond coronavirus, just everything that's happening is I think the yeah. world is actually ending. It is a pretty wild time. So I hope maybe we can um provide a bit of alternative entertainment today. Yeah, a little distraction. <laughs> for everybody for a little bit. out there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, blessed be the pussy. He is risen. And may she open to your touch. Amen. Amen. So um, we talked a little bit about this already before I turned on the recorder, but <laughs> what's happening? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the world's especially ending for me right now. Um, oh. I went through a breakup uh, maybe like two weeks ago. Um. I think, I mean, it is what it is. It, there was no specific reason. I think just general dysfunction uh, has just, I think everything is kind of amplified right now because yeah. there's lack of distraction for everyone. So people's patience can be worn low and, and just confrontation can be run high <laughs> absolutely uh so yeah that happened it was it, it's a very interesting time to be going through a breakup just because mm -hmm. like if you want to go get a hug from a friend like that's not necessarily okay that's a, yeah <laughs> right yeah now. that's a hard thing yeah it's a hard thing to get like yeah, to be yeah. close to somebody and to be distracted totally just like lack of like having work to do or lack of things to go do but it i'm i'm good i i went on a road trip to see um some family actually so i yeah i drove part way across the country and that was just a nice nice distraction it makes a lot of sense i mean i think the um the last time i went through something i think we talked about it a little bit on this podcast was in november yeah i broke it off with somebody and i think it's not an easy time and normally i think our first reaction would be to go and distract ourselves right totally whatever yeah. that means for you like maybe having sex with somebody else or going out to drink or right anything yeah. besides sitting home alone <laughs> jesus yes this is the worst <laughs> just in your puddle of self-pity just ruminating on like what went wrong yeah right yeah, yeah. it's it is it, that's the thing it's easy to get caught up in like all this this head spin of like Oh, I should have done this differently or whatever. I mean, yeah. but I uh, I managed to make positive progress and I'm feeling a lot better about it, actually. So that's good. Yeah. So several people actually have DM'd me about um, breaking up during the quarantine. Oh, really? Um, so I'm, yeah. I'm not alone. No, you're not alone. <laughs> I mean, I've had I've had some friends um, who also like pretty much in the beginning i think <laughs> yeah broke up with their significant others and they were living together and like it was just they it only took like two weeks you know they're like oh right. I'm yeah out of two here. weeks um, and then they're done yeah yeah I, gosh I'm, I'm glad i wasn't living with this guy that would i can't imagine like Can having imagine? to move out and find a new place right now no way totally but you know i think it's all it, it's difficult i think to go through that time and stay like kind of grounded and insane you know because everything is gonna come up totally yeah yeah when you don't have distractions or can't hang out with friends as often like yeah everything's gonna come up and everything did 
come up. But the, the, I think the important thing is to just acknowledge those feelings and not just get caught up in your head of just yeah like just spiraling out of control and like okay I'm feeling this and then process that and move along in some kind of a sense maybe the lack of distraction is actually something that can make you like you're kind of forced to look at your shit and maybe move through it faster because you don't have any distractions yeah I totally think that's the case because like yeah in the beginning I'm like I can't if I continue feeling like this, I'm going to go absolutely insane. I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so it, it forced me to kind of like, all right, Mona, um, you got to get through this and process it. And, which I, I, I think I've, as far as relationships go, I've, I've come to terms with it quicker than I probably ever have with a breakup. Oh, that's good. A few girlfriends of mine are really actively dating right now and right. I didn't know this I came back and they're like yeah so I go on a lot of dates I'm like what so apparently this time is actually I mean usage of tinder and a lot of dating apps has been up by a bunch during quarantine well, that's crazy yeah I have, this is stuff I haven't really thought about <laughs> yeah. until now exactly so apparently a lot of people I mean they just I mean they meet up and like take walks right but like totally. people have sex <laughs> It's no like no joke, you know. Right. Like I mean, I'm not I'm not condemning it in any way. I understand that sometimes you, I mean you want to be closer to somebody or um you want to have that companionship, yeah, just companionship right? exactly. But I think when it gets like interesting, it's like when people because I think we talked about this last week um, that I think the Dutch government brought out something some like health advisory and they said like you should get a sex buddy if you're single <laughs> like choose what? one that was like <laughs> their advice wow like choose one person if you're single for the quarantine so you don't have to go around and have a lot of sex with people and i'm like that is so funny that's amazing but yeah so i think that the dating going on walks or like kind of meeting up outside has been an interesting way of dating at the moment because you're kind of forced to get to know somebody on like a different level. Totally. It's not like, like when you generally, if you go on a first date and you're going to like a bar or whatever, there's, you're also distracted and like it it, it adds a buffer. Yeah. Yeah. There's a buffer. Whereas like if you're just forced to like, Hey, we're going to go on a walk. I think, yeah, you probably get to know each other a little quicker. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if you go on dates now, are you trying to just close the deal really quickly and like get your sex buddy or are people really out there? You know what I mean? Like, what is that vibe? Is this something that you really want? Are you in love with this person? Can you live with that person? Yeah. Do you actually, um, yeah, you want to find somebody to be with, like really be with. So there's a second wave. You actually have your sex buddy in place, you know? What's right. <laughs> Or your new relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting, interesting situation currently. Uh, So you've been, you've been dating or you? Yeah, but not like, I'm not going on dates. Right, you're not like meeting up with a bunch of different people. No, yeah, just people I've met before. um, Or I've known um, when I've been seeing and stuff. I was more in like a place of being like, oh, it's really nice to spend time with somebody and like, um feel it out (laughs) and have a lot of sex after not having a lot of sex for a while so i've been i've been spending the past like week or so since i've been back having a lot of sex nice Um, yeah it's fucking wonderful it's it's really wonderful the funny thing is like i think when i didn't have that much sex while i was in quarantine right um because it was only one person i've known for a while whatever in, in, in europe but um, coming back at first, I was like, oh, my God, um, I I haven't, you know, I haven't really had much sex. I'm like, is this going to be like completely crazy, overwhelming? And you have sex like twice and you're like, oh, yeah, this is how it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is very normal. <laughs> so is it like your mind was blown because you hadn't done it for a while? <laughs> yeah, you would think, you know, you, I think I had a little bit of a moment of like, maybe this is going to be very, feel very new. I'm so silly. You know, it's been like three and a half weeks or something. I'm like, oh my God, I'm a virgin. <laughs> That's hilarious. Do I even know how this is going to work? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm sure you were just fine. 
I was just fine, people. I hope nobody was worried for me. <laughs> and- <laughs> Oh, no, but I think, I mean, the fun, the fun part about this is like quarantine dating in that sense. It's like, where are you going to go? You know, you can like, you can grab some food to go. Or yeah, you, can, you got to get a little creative. Yeah. Apparently there's now some bars where you can grab drinks to go. I'm oh, like, yeah. That's been the case th- this whole time. Like, that's so funny to me, especially oh, in America where it's like, I mean, it's not allowed to drink outside. Right. But I, I've, I've noticed like I, I've hung out at a park recently um, with the lake. And there were, everyone was drinking in public and, Mm -hmm. and there was a security guy walking around, but he wasn't doing anything. I think it's just at the point where people are like, all right, I mean, I don't blame you for (laughs) drinking in public right now. So they've just kind of been okay with it. But yeah, interesting. So what would be good ideas for, um, for Corona dates? Uh, I mean, depending how close you want to be to that person. I also took a, a Corona test, a COVID-19 test, actually, um, which is a very funny thing to do. Uh, I mean, it was super easy to do. But then I felt like as a joke, I kept on saying it to like friends of mine, like, I'm negative. I'm negative. You can hang out with me. <laughs> is that going to be our new normal that like we go on a date and we're like, look, this is my Corona test. Right. I mean. <laughs> That should be the case with STDs. Uh, Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you get to wear a badge. Like, I'm clean. Exactly. Um, That's how I felt like. I was joking. I'm clean. (laughs) Uh, I mean, obviously, as far as dates go, like, anything that's outside is obviously ideal. Like, my mind goes straight to, like, having a picnic in a park or going on a hike. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I mean, yeah, getting a drink to go, right? Like, take a walk. Um. I mean, now I think it's going to change because, like, successively things are opening up, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Restaurants will be opening up to a limited degree and stuff. Right. And you can, like, eat al fresco, like, eat outside and stuff. So there will be more opportunities of, like, activities yeah. to do. Man, it isn't, it's not that easy. I mean, as soon as you go into somebody's house, of course, you have all the other options of, like, a, a house, right? Like, <laughs> watching a movie, having sex inside. <laughs> not just as in a car. To all- <laughs> All the places outside that you're having sex. Do people go on dates with masks on? <laughs> I don't think so. So then I guess it doesn't even matter anymore. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess it depends on how like scared people are of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, oh gosh, what <laughs> I was just thinking. <laughs> this is what I have to deal with now. Oh, I'm sorry. Welcome, okay. baby. <laughs> <laughs> Now I Welcome know. to the wild world of dating. <laughs> Having sex, though, you know, it's going to be somebody new to have sex with. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Her excitement is uh, <laughs> through the roof. <laughs> Woo! I know, the beginning feels kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. Anyways, I will say, though, as a last thought... Um, there's many dicks in the sea and you will, <laughs> you will find one, you know, that's oh, yeah. going to fuck go. you better than any other dick before. <laughs> My mind just, I have a very visual mind and I'm just imagining a bunch of little swimming dicks in water. <laughs> just sitting on a boat, casting on a line, trying to catch one. Exactly. Go fishing, baby. <laughs> oh. Dick fishing during COVID-19. We are going to go to our gospel section. The gospel. The gospel. The gospel is sex news. This is going to be a little bit from the last couple of months because there's interesting developments. Oh. (laughs) Really? Do tell. (laughs) Do tell. What is different in this world? Nothing. (laughs) Everything. Um, Really, I thought it was interesting. So the the kind of overarching theme of today's show is going to be fans. Um. And one of the first things we're going to talk about in the gospel is the is the website OnlyFans. Mm. And funny, funny enough, I think I just saw that Beyonce like mentioned it in like a song of hers, and it's kind of getting into the mainstream. Yeah, what it, what is it? 
So OnlyFans um, is a website that's kind of a content subscription service for influencers and creators to directly monetize their content. So you can um, you put your site together where you do videos and live chats and DMs and stuff. And in order for a fan to get access to you, they have to subscribe on a monthly basis. Got it. Right. And it was it was created in 2016 and it's private. It's like primarily known as a platform for adult content creators. Okay. Right. Or any anybody like wishing to post like, I don't know, sexy, racy Instagram <laughs> um, content that like traditionally wouldn't be okay on Instagram or whatever. Um, but so during quarantine or ever since we've been in quarantine, basically, OnlyFans reported a 75% increase in signups. Wow. Just insane. Insane. Yeah, that's crazy. With like 170,000 new users creating accounts daily. I mean, it is exploding. Dang. And a funny thing about funny thing about OnlyFans is that obviously a lot of sex workers that weren't weren't able to work during the quarantine, right? Or during corona, like porn stars, um, sex workers as like prostitution or or prostitutes or dominatrixes or you know even erotic massage therapists you know a lot of people would go to OnlyFans and like create their business on that site right right um and kind of compensate but a huge influx this is so interesting because i think this happened with a lot of places like tumblr for example tumblr was used by sex workers quite a bit right um yeah yeah, because you can post race your content on there yeah, and then they shut it down. And so OnlyFans is doing this interesting thing right now. So it's being flooded with all these new people. Um, so they're starting to crack down on the sex workers. What? So they're suspend yes, they're suspending several I would have they've been like kind of suspending a lot of um accounts where it's clear that this this person is a sex worker, right? right? Or like a cam girl. But the platform was kind of, it was built for it. Yeah, but now weird. all these other creators are coming in, like chefs, yoga instructors, all this stuff, you know, because yeah. you can basically, like on Patreon too, um, Patreon used to do the same thing where you can kind of make money on a subscription or whatever. Right. And then anything that was like not safe for work was kind of pushed off it slowly but surely. So now we have something that was like built for adult content right and that's now pushing they're... of professional adult performers right like they probably made that site what it is by having their content on there and now that that's exactly shit. and now they're being pushed off yeah so yeah so basically where, this... yeah what are their outlets right now <laughs> I mean, there's, I mean, you know, there's Chatterbait, there's like, right. what is it called? Oh, totally. Micro. Sure I mean, there's, there's, there's other ones too, but I mean, I think it's so fascinating that we can see now how many people thought that they can be amateur um, adult performers maybe. Right. And like, it becomes really murky, you know, in some kind of a sense, the lines blur a lot because you can be an Instagram quote unquote influencer but you're not yeah. making any money during quarantine right so you like you're gonna go to OnlyFans and create something where maybe you're just insinuating being sexy you know maybe yeah. you're not even doing like a full on sex chat like cam girl experience totally these adult performers built the site and now they're getting pushed off it yeah in That's like a crazy. really weird way. Like they're shutting down their accounts and like taking money out of their accounts and stuff. Like taking really, money out of their accounts? Yeah. Like they're what? like, oh, we're gonna refund all your your fans. And they're just taking money out. After so they weird. put in the work to create whatever they created for them. Yeah. Correct. No, that's 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 yeah. messed up. Yeah, we're definitely in like a weird place with camming in that sense because all these jokes and we talked about this quite a bit, right? Oh, it was yeah. like, oh, we're all cam girls now. We're camming for our partners. <laughs> we're doing all these things. And then like people were just like, okay, I'm not making that much money. Maybe I'll do like an OnlyFans, you know, right. like I'm, I'm going to do an OnlyFans account. Yeah, that's interesting to think about, like, due to kind of desperate circumstances, what are people turning to in order to get by, you know, like. Well, it's fascinating, though. What if OnlyFans, from an adult performer service, basically, or website, kind of develops into what a lot of people just do in general, right? right? Because if you are, like, 
I don't know, a fitness instructor and then suddenly you're on OnlyFans, you could still do that and maybe we'll change that whole thing. Totally. Um, maybe you'll have to like wear booty shorts while you're instructing, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. Well, I thought it, I mean, I thought it was so interesting. I mean, it's definitely becoming a very mainstream site at the moment. And from all the campsites, it clearly is the one that is is trying to do something different, quote unquote, and pushing into the mainstream. Right. Got it. And, and uh, anytime you push anything into the mainstream, then there's going to be more criticism of the content that's on it. So it's just it's just a fascinating thing to see how these subscription models, these different sites can kind of pivot right. under maybe some commercial pressure. Exactly. Yeah, we'll see. We'll check out OnlyFans a little bit. You guys check it out. Yeah. It's definitely interesting. Um, I, Get on there. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, not, gonna not, I'm not going to perform on there. <laughs> Are you going to make some money? I'm single. <laughs> I'm now going to become a cam girl. Getting up money. Your, your ex is like two weeks later. He's like, I think I just saw you online. <laughs> You're like, well, baby. <laughs> Taking matters into my own hands. Right, no. You can subscribe for yeah. $59.99 if you want to see me naked still. <laughs> can you imagine someone goes through a breakup and then move. they go into porn? It's just like a fuck you. Like, all right, you don't know what's I would to find it really funny if you're camming and then you just send him an invite and you're like, well, so you're not getting this for free anymore, but if you want to pay, you can still see me naked. I think it's fucking fantastic. It's such a weird... Oh. The other way around would be very odd. It'd be like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> he's, oh. he's on... He's a cam boy now. <laughs> cam boy. I love it. I'm... Oh, my God. It's so funny. Okay. Uh, on to... Well, in, in the realm of sex work, like a really funny thing I read, like somebody sent me over DM and then I kind of read read up on, on it. So sex workers all over the world, obviously, are having a pretty hard time, right? Um, during quarantine and yeah. COVID. And um, so slowly, since everything's opening up slowly but surely. Yeah. Also, some sex workers can go back to work. And in right. Switzerland, they are actually allowing sex workers to go back to work with Really funny regulations. <laughs> oh gosh, what is that? Sex deal? workers, yeah, it's amazing. They have to take the temperature of the clients to see if they're sick or not, right? But then they were saying that only two positions were allowed, no kissing, and the two sex positions that were allowed were reversed cowgirl and doggy. <laughs> oh, so you're not like breathing at each other's faces. Yes. <laughs> Reverse cowgirl. That that's a good position. Uh, it's a great position. <laughs> yeah. Especially for the guy. Yeah. Any, anyway, um, you think it's especially for the guy? Well, like cuz cuz he gets to watch it, like everything and your ass is pointed towards him so that visually I think it's it's a nice position for the guy. It's actually kind of funny because I, I read this tweet. This guy was tweeting something about, he's like, girls are so often so insecure about their bodies, but they forget that when we do doggy style, we can see their assholes every time. <laughs> and I was like, well. <laughs> yeah, when you go doggy style, you're just staring at your asshole. Which is so funny because, I mean, I really don't have a problem with that thought, but I never even thought about it. I was like, oh, shit, they see a, a butt, like, asshole. Like, yes, it's like... No, I've, I've definitely thought about that. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, I guess I do so much anal play that I should really think about these kind of things, but I was like, oh, oh that's interesting. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you're not too caught up on that. Oh, my God. I know this is such a tangent, but you didn't peg me. I know. Oh, God. Oh my goodness, you bought all the equipment. I know, yeah, we bought all the equipment and then shortly after that hit a speed bump and then kind of wasn't having sex that often. So now I just, I, I have this memento from this relationship that was never used. Uh, like, I, I've, I, actually, it's funny because I actually specifically thought about that. Like, okay, this hasn't been used. Am I ever going to use this in a future? Like, how do I approach that with a future person that I'm hanging out? So, like, are you in a partner? Pegging? You're like, so my ex and I broke up before we could peg, but I still have 
the setup. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm conflicted about like if I can even use that. On, I don't know. <laughs> use that on. Oh else. It, no! You didn't put it into his butt. You're totally allowed to use I, it on somebody else. <laughs> I know, but just like mentally, like <laughs> right now, it's too raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, don't peg somebody tomorrow. You know, like, take your time, baby. <laughs> That's now my going to be my approach on dating apps. Who's looking to get pegged? Oh, my God. It'd be so funny. I actually just played this game. I thought it was really fun, and I just literally came up with it in the moment. A sex game? Um. Well, yeah, kind of. I, I yeah, I was just, I was having sex um, with a guy I'm seeing, and... <laughs> What happened? What was like the, I know somehow I was like, it got into my head and I was like, oh, I'm going to, I want to play a game where you're not allowed to have sex with me unless you really mean it. Yeah. Do you and, think this stemmed from your experience when the guy was wearing a chastity belt? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I just like thought about this like idea that it's such a turn on if somebody's really like can't have you, but wants oh, to have you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like a turn on for me and like this idea of like going crazy. Ah. So, I mean, I like that. Right. If so he would be like, I'm not going to fuck you. I'm just going to make you come a thousand times. Like that's something I really like. So totally. And then going crazy and really wanting him. Right. So um, I did it and it was so fun. I mean, he was really confused at the beginning. He's like, well, I mean it. I want to have sex with you. I'm like, no, that's not how this works. Yeah. You go very <laughs> slow. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I want to, you know, I want to have sex with you. I'm like, no. This is He's like, I truly mean it. Like, I want to yeah. have sex. I'm like, no, no you're you gonna go crazy. Him, like, going crazy. Yeah, exactly. It was such a hot game. Wow. I Can like only it. recommend. By the way. Yeah. Wow, it's full of tangents today. <laughs> I know. It's kind of going off in different directions. It's okay. It's, it's a nice it's good because our what's new was maybe a somber note, so we'll have right. to go back to a few sex tips. So maybe. I think it'd be actually really cool to reverse that game too. And like with your girlfriend um, and just be like, Hey, I'm not going to have sex with you. I'm just going to give you oral and like touch you. And yeah, like, I oh want yeah. you to like, if you really need it, come to me and get it for me. You know? Right. No, I love that. The, I, as we said, the buildup is always, always mm -hmm. nice. That would be so, I mean, I've experienced exactly this situation before. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Totally. I'm just like, this is the hottest thing in the world. Oh, it's the best. Men, listen up. Girls, <laughs> listen up. And there's actually one thing that I um, was planning on doing with somebody I was seeing for a while, and we never ended up doing it. But I kind of still want to. The pony idea play. was... <laughs> <laughs> pony play. Being, having a dog. I don't know. <laughs> I just want all the weird fetishes. No, the idea was that I'm going to be at home blindfolded, naked, and I have to wait for him to come home. And I don't know when he's going to come home. What? And he, and he will come up and like start, I don't know, do some rimming or whatever. Anyways, but there was this whole idea of like you are waiting and then he comes and like does things to you, whatever he wants to. Yeah. Yes, please. The only question is how long? How do you long have are to you wait? gonna be waiting? Yeah, I'm just imagining like, all right, it's been four hours. You're just naked, blindfolded. You're like, what the fuck? This yeah. is the most boring experience I've ever had. Well, then, last but not least, so I um, this is actually goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning. Um, in a poll that NBC News did, um, only. 24% said the coronavirus outbreak had positively affected their sex lives. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Only in a list, quarter. Everyone, yeah. Yeah. Everyone was like, yeah, everyone's just going to be having a ton of sex. No, mm -hmm. everyone's stressed out and anxious. And I know people were going crazy, right? They're like, oh, buy like stocks and diaper companies. And like, right. it's going to be so like, it's going to be the coronavirus babies. Um, yeah. The new generation of like children. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just fascinating to me how how two months later people are like, okay, actually, because forty seven percent said it had negatively affected right. their sex lives. Yeah, you know, it, like, oh wow, <laughs> in, invest in relationship therapists. <laughs> wow, they probably are having a good time right now. Oh boy, yeah, I'm sure. Well, it's fascinating because I mean, in some kind of a sense, there is there is a chance. 
I mean, you'll you look at all of your issues and then the chances to deepen your relationship totally. or not, right? Yeah, like, exactly. And maybe if it doesn't fit, it just doesn't fit. That's also not, not a bad thing to find totally. out so you don't yeah. waste your time. Exactly. Maybe it's good that it that expedites whatever process just so you're not wasting mm -hmm. years of your life. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm... <laughs> I'm a total proponent of this. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it's it's a quarter that said positive. Half of the people basically said it negatively affected their sex life. If you're single, it's a little bit different, right? It's um, it's a different scenario. I had great sex, just not that much. Right. <laughs> well, you guys tell us what happened with your sex lives during the quarantine. Yeah. If you made an OnlyFans, if you're consuming OnlyFans content, I would be actually kind of interested. And now we're going to go to our worship section. Ooh, the worship. The worship. And worship is erotic art. And today, because the theme is fans... <laughs> I kind of like I stumbled across um, a New York Times article this week where they're writing about or they were I'm reporting on two fan fiction writers that <laughs> were writing wolf erotica. Wolf erotica? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it's something it's a really weird genre of like alpha males and omega females and they're all like half wolf, half human and they're having like weird <laughs> dom subsex or something. Oh, <laughs> it's crazy. But these two are fighting um over a copyright issue, but the funny thing is about the whole situation that the whole genre of wolf erotica is online. So there is not really a copyright to be had. You know what I mean? So they're saying like you can't write wolf erotica because I'm writing wolf erotica? Exactly. Because the one person like published a book and then the other one published a book. But basically the whole universe was created online by fan fiction writers. Right. So there is no... No one can claim that exactly. as their like intellectual property. Like that's... exactly because it's a whole group of people <laughs> that has created this universe, right? Huh. Um. So I thought it was super fascinating because then I kind of was like fan fiction. Okay, so a lot of fan fiction is pornographic, right? You're right. Interestingly enough, like this is an insanely big field of people out there. Oh, I'm who... sure. Just people. Yeah obsessing yeah. over characters or people and just imagining totally it's insane yeah so it kind of like started with like star trek right decades ago where people started writing fan fiction oh i bet the internet made it so that people could share these things right. online more accessible right and like just sharing things and their thoughts and there's so many subgenres. i mean you wouldn't believe the shit set up that it's out there oh boy right yeah, for example imagine. one subgenre is slash um which means two male characters pair up romantically that normally are not you know romantic in the original yeah <laughs> source. so like imagining george clooney and brad pitt you know? exactly or sherlock <laughs> holmes and dr watson you know what You're i mean right. and then <laughs> there's genres like they're called mundane au and that's an alternative universe where, where magical characters are in the normal world. I mean, it's all crazy. And then there's a lot of shit in there, right? Like there's incest, there is rape. I mean, it is. And and also just like magical sex stuff. And people write... <laughs> I want magical sex stuff. Yeah, I mean, you should read it. It is... I don't know if it turns you on. I mean, it is kind of nuts because like the, the whole process of them writing is... I mean, it takes a lot of imagination even. Totally. So what we're going to do today... <laughs> So we're going to look at a few that I found that I would call some of the weirdest shit out there. Oh, boy. Weirdest fanfic, which is apparently the short version of it, which I already think sounds kind of half erotic, but okay. Um, <laughs> oh, but actually, you know, one of the big things about fanfiction is the way it went from the internet into publishing, right? So E.L. James, um, who wrote Fifty Shades of Grey, her um her book actually stems out of her writing Twilight fan fiction. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, huh. and she and she just took out the vampire aspect and made them normal people, basically, right. wow. and gave them some toys. And she wrote a fucking book. <laughs> like, and you can sue her because of it. Apparently, a term for this is called filing off the serial numbers. So you just take something. Right. And just, just change modify a few it. things. Yeah, 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 of course. And then you publish it, which is super fascinating. And crazy. But I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey is literally the PC version of fan fiction because this universe is out of its mind. Oh, I bet. And so we're going to start with the source material, Harry Potter. <laughs> and Harry Potter is apparently one of the biggest fandoms out there like it is insane how many people have written harry potter erotica (laughs) and i'm a fan of harry potter so this is this like yeah i I like harry potter too but i don't i don't imagine him sticking his wand up my vagina Mm, or maybe you are (laughs) it came out pretty fast Well, I mean, the crazy thing is, obviously, every character that is in the book is having sex in some kind of fan fiction with another character or with inanimate, like, objects. It's just, like, insane, you know? But we're going to look at a couple of them. And the first one is called The Play by a user name called Demira Withers. And (laughs) so it's called Shipping. It's like the fan fiction's official term for imagining relationships that were in the original oh. source material, right? So, but hers is um, hers is shipping and slash. So she's imagining at this point Harry Potter and Voldemort having a sexual relationship. Oh, <laughs> 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 well. uh, which is real weird. And apparently, in this particular one. The two of them have, like, a hobby, which is creating plays. And in this particular play, muggles are forced to perform sex acts upon Voldemort um, until it becomes too much for Harry and he takes over. All right. Real weird. So there's, like, funny things they did, like six six pecto patronus and osseo nipple clams. I mean, these are all, like, (laughs) terms that if you know Harry Potter, you will know. Um... (laughs) But so we're going to read like a little excerpt of this one and then really fast move on because the weirdness level is through the roof. (laughs) Oh, boy. So you're going to start and this is Voldemort talking, just so you guys know. Harry, are you not a virgin anymore? Not able to keep the anger out of his voice. Who'd have dared to touch this boy? Harry looked up, releasing Voldemort's cock with a blop. It's not like that, I swear. What is it then? Harry's head turned beet red. He silently murmured, Asio Harry's sex toy. A purple-colored butt plug came flying through the air towards them. Voldemort caught from the air and held it up in his open hand. He looked up from the plug towards Harry, who in turn looked down in his lap. This is very <laughs> short. This shit... <laughs> keeps on going where Voldemort is like your cock is mine and like this whole fucking weird shit happens where they where they're like basically also kind of raping muggles like it's like not okay all right absolutely not okay and like one of the most famous fan fictions called um Harry Potter also from the Harry Potter universe it's called My Immortal and it's basically a teenage vampire who goes to Hogwarts and basically fucks all the characters. <laughs> and then the worst of them all. Oh, boy. Is called Severus Snape, Professor and Lover. <laughs> okay. Yes. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. But now the weird shit about that one is that Severus Snape, um, the professor, obviously, um, is yeah. told by, by Dumbledore, the headmaster of Hogwarts, that he has to take a sabbatical and go to Teletubby land. <laughs> okay, all right. I was excited then... at first. And now, no. <laughs> I was imagining Snape in, in Teletubby land. That's hilarious. Well, but you know what he has to teach them there? <laughs> Sexual favors. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> no, it's so not right. He's oh, like boy. going 
going to Teletubby land and he like teaches them how to blow him and like horrible things. Wow. And it's just, I mean, I couldn't even go far beyond like. <laughs> oh, no, those Teletubbies. I was, I was always a little suspicious of them. Oh my god, this like so crossovers are a huge thing in fan fiction, right? Where characters from different universes come together and fuck, but this one is just bad. And there's <laughs> and then there's a quote, and Snape unclothed, uh, un- yeah, and Snape unclothed himself. His pale, shiny penis appeared, and all of the te- Teletubbies got impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to hear pale, shiny penis. No. <laughs> So, I gotta say, why is it shiny? <laughs> no, I don't want to know. Is it a disease? Like, what's happening? Also, in general, the funny thing about fan fiction is nobody's editing. I mean, that's pretty clear. But people have only typos. You know what I mean? Like, it's insane. <laughs> oh, I bet the grammar is all over the fucking place. Words oh, sure. are misspelt. Right? There's a lot of weird terminology for penises. Uh, it's the story that counts it's the story (laughs) if anybody is able to read these things like literally some of these things are like 40,000 words you know what I mean like people go insane they spend so much time this is the fascinating aspect of this people have full-time jobs and come home and write snake in the teletubbies you know (laughs) as an erotic (laughs) I I think I've figured out a way to occupy myself now Seriously, start writing so, fucked up fan fiction. Maybe you should. Maybe we should do like an OnlyFans where we just read fan fiction out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think people are gonna pay to see that. Oh my, who knows? It is oh, pretty yeah. weird. So the next one we're gonna look at is Mr. Clean. Do you remember Mr. Clean? Of course. And Billy Mays. <laughs> <laughs> This is just entertaining at this point. This is super weird. Okay. And this is also slash fiction, of course, because it's two men, two different, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. Two different kind of advertising. <laughs> yeah. yeah faces. Well, Bill, Billy Mays is like an infomercial announcer, right? And Mr. Yeah. Clean is basically a fictional character. Exactly. Um, so funny for product placements. And so in this fan fiction, it's called When It Comes to Clean, There's Only One Mister. And it's a hardcore anal and a lot of dirty humor, which is kind of strange considering this is supposed to be like clean. Right. Well, they're they're battling of who's the cleanest and they have to show their dominance. Oh, my God. It's so weird. The cleaning products and then the hardcore anal. I mean, oh. I wonder who like came up with this and was like, this is really a good turn on. Um, <laughs> Jesus, it's so wrong. Have you ever thought about, like, how you would react to this? Because there's quite a lot of actors or, like, characters, you know, that they're using, too, for fan fiction. And you just, like, are the person that somebody writes this shit about. Like, suddenly you're in, like, an incest fan fiction. And you're like, I don't fucking... Yeah, that would be a little alarming. Now, we're going to have a little quote here. (laughs) All right, this is a quote from... um, Mr. Clean and Billy Mays fan fiction. Oh now, what can get out tough stains like coffee, blood, and cum? He brightens and scurries from the kitchen, entering again with a white tub. Billy Mays here, here with OxyClean. <laughs> this can get out any stain fast. He sets to work on the floor, a nagging feeling in the back of his mind that some other product would be would do the job even better. <laughs> understand so this is like they're doing a hardcore anal and then they're cleaning it up yeah and then they're competitive about whose product is better that's what the fuck do you think somebody masturbates to this i don't know at that point like is it is it just strictly for entertainment like i i kind of want to read that whole story just because it's (laughs) hilarious to me no it's not a turn on but it's just i Maybe Uh some people are doing it for entertainment value and some people are like, it really gets them off. But uh, people, I think it's probably both. It must be both because you can't really, I mean, you can masturbate to anything, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. I mean, I think like one was also like the Jonas Brothers in World War II. And like one of them was at that point, I think was like 16, is having like 
kind of an underage sexual experience with the officer in oh, the God. Oh, I don't know. It's just like insane. <laughs> um but the last one is very fascinating indeed. Do you remember Thomas the Tank Engine? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> So this I is um, I can't even imagine where this is going. <laughs> so this is a fictional train, right? With with like a little face yeah. in the front. Um, oh, how can you sexualize Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, people are messed up. Okay, really messed up. So it's written by a dude who calls himself Train Master sixty four. I don't know why not sixty nine, but okay. And he's written like eighteen other fan fictions. Um, with Thomas the Tank Engine um, in it. And they're mostly erotic. <laughs> and this one is like 40,000 words. <laughs> and I kind of read through parts of it, and it's kind of painful. Like, so he's having sex with another train. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, wow. Okay. He's having sex with another train, and then there's like... Oh, she's like blowing him, but then you know it's all—it's all screwed up with the anatomy because they're clearly right. both trains, so they're sucking each other's like nuzzles and like. <laughs> and I'm like, what are the sex organs of a train? No, and then he releases some like weird oils and stuff. I mean, you guys, you guys, and it's so long and, then and he detailed. Spurted oil. Wow. Yes, and but they are having sex, and she like sputters and comes a lot you know what i mean like it is just out of this fucking world man okay all right i tell you <laughs> thomas the tank engine but yeah that's well, ridiculous it is pretty ridiculous so but there's anything i mean there's frozen oh you know course. fan fiction from frozen that's really inappropriate because i think it involves some you know incest and some oh yeah <laughs> like, i'm sure the sisters underage sex and like ugh. and then mary poppins do you remember mary poppins of course i do you I, remember this, the- is just, this is an <laughs> insult to my childhood why are you taking all these things no. that are like wholesome and great and turning them into sex objects what is i mean wrong with people? Fan, fan fiction is nearly like like it's really just a, destroying all your childhood dreams you know yeah what the hell why can't it, it just really be is wholesome and lovely i mean obviously mary, mary poppins has like a lot of you know people who can have sex with each other but i think one of the funniest was um that i found was mary poppins having a really weird kind of half magical um sexual experience with the bird lady <laughs> you remember wow. <laughs> the yeah. one who feeds the pigeons yeah. oh my god like a le- lesbian like <laughs> gosh leave oh. leave mary poppins alone leave mary poppins alone you people And now we're going to go to confessions. Ooh, confessions. Confessions. And confessions is stories and questions from you guys and answers from us. Yes. And the first one is from a girl. I love sex and everything around it. But a lot of days I feel like I'm asexual. No one or nothing arouses me. Is that normal? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I like, I wouldn't call that being asexual. Just sometimes you're turned on and sometimes you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think when so I'm, too. Yeah. I, I love sex, sure, but I'm not. It's not like that's all I think about all the time. Well, <laughs> speak for you yourself. on the other hand. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I think it's totally normal. I think also you go through phases in your life too. Totally. Um, where you're more sexual and like um, want it more. I mean, actually, there's like one study that I thought was very interesting. If if you're having more sex, you want more sex. I thought it was yeah, oh, totally. And if you're yeah. kind of used to, the, if you've just gotten accustomed to not having it, then like, okay, you don't realize it what gets you're easier. Yeah, it gets yeah. easier the longer you don't have sex. But for me, I mean, I can turned on pretty quickly but that doesn't mean that like there's a day where you're just not in the mood you know uh it depends on the person like not any man who's walking down the street is going to make me think of sex but if i'm really attracted to someone then 
Yeah, well, you know. I think it's interesting, too, because I think maybe maybe that's something I haven't really thought about this thought in detail, but who knows? It could be correct that if you're single, sex is not like as readily available as when you're in a relationship. I mean, it still is pretty readily available if you're dating several people, <laughs> but it's not like you live with somebody and you can just come home and have sex and like you don't have to. Don't worry. You don't have to organize it. <laughs> so maybe the fact that you you can't have it all the time makes it so it's a bit more, or it's more, you know, novel in the sense that right. you might want it more in the specific times and you're not aware of the times where you're just not that into it at the moment. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's totally fine. And I think... Just because you don't want to have sex for one day doesn't mean you're asexual. No, exactly. That's It's just you go through just moods. Yeah. But I mean, I think if you'd want to be more sexual, quote unquote, with yourself, like you got to start with yourself. And I think like a a good masturbation practice or a <laughs> self-care practice is going to be probably what will make you more in tune with your sexuality. Totally. So you can find out a lot of things about what you like. I mean, I we've talked about this before, but like sometimes I masturbate without being turned on for different reasons, right? To like reduce stress, to go to sleep. like Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it takes me a lot longer and sometimes it takes me a lot shorter. Like I think exactly. these things are totally normal. Um, I actually just had this last night. I was like, this is the funny thought I had. I was like, oh, I would like to masturbate because I want to go to sleep and I kind of want to relax. And then, but I already knew it wasn't super turned on mm -hmm. at this point anyways. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, it might take quite a bit. That's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe right. this is going to take a while. Maybe I'm not going to come, which happens really <laughs> never. I mean, there, there's tricks for you to come, right? Like you can use yeah. a toy that basically forces your orgasm. You can watch <laughs> porn. Yeah, you can right. watch porn that will do that for you basically. Um but I just thought it was an interesting experience because I was just like, okay, I'm just not going to masturbate with the goal of orgasm. I'm just mm. going to see how it feels like today. And if yeah. I don't feel like it, I'll just stop it, you know? <clears throat> right. I'm sure once you started, then you didn't stop. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's a nice goal, you know, like it's a nice non-goal to have in order totally. to relax. Exactly. Yeah. That should be the case in masturbation and sex. Totally. All right. Next question. Interesting question. Do you like fisting? <laughs> I mean, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's just so short and like forward. Do you like fisting? Do you like fisting? Wow. I mean, we've just never been asked this question, so I thought it was kind of a funny one to like try to answer. Well, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm making some weird faces right now. <laughs> I mean, a fist normally is too big for my vaginal canal. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not something that I ask for. Someone's like tried. I've had several fingers and I like that. But like yeah. you can, I think I can feel when it's too many because you can feel like the bones hitting your pelvic bone and you're right, like, exactly. it doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit. I mean, yeah. Of course it fits because you can have a baby, right? So yes. Right. You can fit, make but... it fit, but it's Ugh. it's a little <laughs> aggressive. Yeah, I mean it's I've never I've never had somebody fully fist me. I just I've had yeah, I I have had an entire hand <laughs> inside me, but it was just like, okay, that happened. Now we're moving on. <laughs> yeah, because I do, I mean, I think it depends on the size of the hand. I'm like trying to show <laughs> what just I think. like squeezing our hand. Because, yeah. yeah, like, I mean, I've had like three fingers inside of me and like it felt like a lot, you know, of space. Right. But if somebody makes a fist. Right. I don't even fucking know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, she's doing the motion. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a lot. Do do I like fisting? I don't seek it out, and I, yeah, not particularly. Yeah, I mean it's a little too much for me. Yeah, like fingers though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just just, just take only a few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, this is from a girl. 
what are your best tips for car sex and where to go without getting caught or arrested? <laughs> oh, car sex. That reminds me of being a teenager. I know. <laughs> uh, tips for cars. I mean, you could, mm, as far as not getting caught, it depends on where you live. Like I, I live in a place <laughs> where I could, you could just go to the end of a dirt road and you were surrounded That's by true. trees and nothing else. Uh, but I would suggest like, you definitely want to go in the back seat at least and at least lay down seats if you can. I mean, why are you going to have car sex? Let's let's start there. What if what if you go on a, a coronavirus date and things get hot and heavy and you don't want to go into each other's house, but you need to have sex. So you have car sex. Well, as soon as you're in a fucking car, you can be home. For me, I mean, I've had car sex because... You know, you can't go home when you're a teenager, right? Or something right. like that. Or because you really, I mean, I've been fingered in a cap before and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not really car sex. I mean, I, I mean, I've had car sex. For me, I think it's a, the logistics of it are really complicated in general. Yeah, it's, it's not ideal. Backseat for sure is the best way to go. Yeah. Um, or you could do maybe the front passenger seat push it all the way back and you could ride him (laughs) (laughs) sorry i'm trying to think (laughs) no i i'm I'm pretty sure i've done that before yeah because that seems to be a logical one to do yeah it's Um, just like you can get in precarious positions your knees can be up against hard things hard things for sure um (laughs) (laughs) some harder and some less hard yes (laughs) Hard in the right way, hard in the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) So I think the front seat is good. The back seat is good if you want to like actually lie down maybe. I mean, I've been, I've had, I've received oral sex in the back seat before. That's nice. And given head while the guy was driving. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A very dangerous move, but possible. but exciting. (laughs) Did you guys nearly die? (laughs) (laughs) No, they've always... Kept in control. <laughs> nice. I've only given hand jobs in the car, but oh. yeah. Well, I think, I mean, not getting caught, right? Like, yes, go to a place where there's nobody around if you can. Right. I mean, nature is going to be your best bet. Also, exactly. nature will allow you to probably have some doors open so you can use the car in a different way. And you could have sex on the car, which I've had before, which is Oh, nice. damn. I haven't done that. Yeah. But I mean, for that, you should be nature. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be downtown you know oh yeah no no (laughs) insert city (laughs) oh insertion okay last but not least from a guy what about a man turns a woman on wow well that's yeah that that's so kind of circumstantial and and individual totally What, what turns you on uh, <laughs> Since this question was directed at us, <laughs> uh, you start. Oh my god, you're turning it around on me. Well, um, <laughs> what turns me on in a man? Well, first of all, I mean, there's going to be a physical attraction that you'll just know from like the energy when you meet somebody, right? It's not necessarily you have to be beautiful or anything, but you can probably feel when you meet somebody that your body is attracted to the other yeah, body. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, it, for me, it's an unspoken connection. Like, mm-hmm. you, you can't even describe. It, it may not be something specific that you're even aware of, but uh, yeah. some I mean, people I think you're just attracted to it and something not. People were talking about this too, like pheromones, like you're, sm- like you're smelling a person um, nearly subconsciously, and so maybe there's like something about that. But I do right. think, I mean, in general, obviously, if the guy, if the person is just attractive but has no brain, sorry, um, it's really or there's no mental connection. Let's say yeah, in a nice yeah, way. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's also a huge turn off for me. So I, totally. I like to be able to have like a really good conversation with a person. Exactly. I love just, somebody. Yeah. Humor is super hot. I think. Yep. Totally. Um, being interested in a connection is super hot, I think. Yeah. Being open about sex is super hot. Um, and just being interested in the other person's pleasure. And you know this when you meet a person and the way they start touching you, you already know if they're interested in your pleasure or not. It's right, so simple. Exactly. exactly. There's, 
there's the way they talk about it. There's the way they touch you. And also how important it is. They'll tell you if they're like, I just want to make you come. Like these mm -hmm. things, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's consideration, but it's just like personality. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think these things are really sexy. I mean, be well-groomed. I don't know. <laughs> smell good. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I love people who smell good. I mean, I'm not going to, like, be attracted to someone who I wouldn't normally just because they smell good. But it's always yeah. a nice touch. Yeah. And I think open, you know, being open and communication and just listening to your partner you know yeah. to the other person it's going to be super important because then you also know if she's attracted to you or not she'll show you you know totally and she'll tell you yeah you'll you'll know yeah <laughs> well everybody it was so lovely to be at yes. the church today thank you for joining us thank you for joining us and please come back next week and amen 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 Thank you guys so much for listening to the Pussy Church Podcast. And make sure to check out my new quarantine show, Pillow Talk, where I chat with my favorite erotic creators and play truth or dare with them. If you like today's show, please, please, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps us keep the show going. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be amazing too. See you next Sunday.